0: 15 minutes after 4 o'clock, we are chatting this morning to Cabelo Chabalala, who is the founder of the Young Men Movement and he's a columnist for the Star Pretoria News and the IOL Group. And today we're talking about mental illness and just demystifying some of the myths around it. And he's going to be sharing his own story as well and how he is coping or dealing with a mental illness. A very good morning to you, Cabelo
1: morning, how are you?
0: I'm very well thank you so much for being with us now whenever we think of a uh, mental illness, you know, we just have this generic term that we use and we say you know, and and, and that's it you know, we've categorized every kind of mental illness under that one category and whenever you say uh, you need therapy or maybe go and see a counselor, then there's all these you know, reservations around it and this was really how I understand were your initial uh, um, you know, reactions when you uh, decided to book an appointment to the psychologist after you had a car accident. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, um, t- to even put it better, it's, the, it's the, the stigmatization, especially within the black society, that makes it even more, more discouraging for people to actually come out and realize that we actually have baggages that we carry mentally and emotionally so just to keep it short um on monday the 16th of of april um i had a book session which was in fact booked by my girlfriend with a psychologist and i went there and i thought it was going to happen like on tv you know where you sit on a comfortable couch yeah somebody sits across and asks you thousands of questions you answer them and you go home maybe for after an hour or two but to my surprise after that first session of sitting with us she then suggested that she has to admit me the following day and i said no ways i'm not going to hospital tomorrow mm. but not because i don't want to but the thing was it was a surprise. It was a complete surprise that whatever we had shared within the two hours was enough for her to say that I actually have to be in hospital. And then I realized that, okay, this is going to happen whether I like it or not. And that's when I decided, you know, what I said to her, you can book me in either on Wednesday or Thursday
0: Mm. so
1: that we can deal with the depression that you have just diagnosed from me and that's how the journey started I got to hospital on a Thursday and it was the most horrible day of my life I was I just I didn't want I couldn't eat I couldn't do anything yeah but the following day which is the Friday morning I woke up with you know That's a different person, because likely they had prescribed antidepressant for me on the Thursday. um, Very relaxing pills. Um, I woke up and I said to myself, you know what, you are here. And there's a real reason you are here. And should you not align your mind to the reasons why you are booked here, you're definitely going to have a miserable week or two of more than that if you don't actually get to do what you have to do here. But the sadness, the shame, the... I didn't think this was bad face my mom had and my sister had and my close friend had was was really something worrying and something that I look at them and I thought oh shame I was the one excited about being going to hospital mm. but they were they were really worried and they had all those things that you said it's like he wahafa he's he's probably has lost it so mm. I think it was. It was how misinformed. No matter how educated, my sister is a sister herself at at at, at hospital. She works in a in a psychiatry ward every now and then. However, she she herself couldn't you know come to terms with it. You know, hitting home. I mean, literally hitting home because it's this is hell. It's sibling. But yeah, you 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 just do what you gotta do, and that's how my journey too a psychiatric hospital or my journey of depression started.
0: Now the the hospital that you were admitted to was this a psychiatric hospital or just an ordinary medical hospital?
1: A specific specialist psychiatric hospital.
0: Mm-hmm. So in other words they they are dealing with different types of mental illnesses and disorders there.
1: Correct. And I think that is another thing where you you're sitting in a space. Somebody has dementia. Mm. Somebody has OCD. Somebody has major depression disorder. Somebody has acute disorder. Somebody has schizophrenia. You you you're in the space where everybody has something that you 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 are new to, and somehow you guys have to, and you realize that irrespective of whatever mental disorder or illnesses people have, they are still normal people. And I wish that society could get that part, that we were normal people, even though we, we, we everybody's dealing with whatever that they're dealing with in a different way through medication. Eventually, they can, they, they, they can manage throughout the day to have normal conversations to Speak about different issues it be political or social and still have fun but when you go back when you are in our world whereby you are named to have a psychological illness people then start to look at you in a different way I don't know how many are you find that I here. Mm. even when you start doing something that is abnormally normal People will start even questioning your normality simply because, oh, oh, he was in hospital, yeah. and a psychiatric hospital for that matter. So this could probably mean that mm, he's lost some screws. But we are not mad. We are not crazy. We have not lost our senses. It's, it's, a, it's a mechanism in our brains that somebody needed to balance. It's the baggage and the, that we carry that we needed. Some of us needed to offload so yes. that we can come back to the world or to society and live better. But most importantly, we do undermine the emotional baggage that we carry. I personally didn't understand how much of the poverty that I grew up in had made me to become so so resilient, has made me to overcompensate in my life in almost every department. Mm. And I personally also learned about my passive aggression. I I wasn't aware how passively aggressive I was, but it was all build up. So the accident was not why I was admitted but a trigger to all those stuff that have been causing the depression that I've been living with. And that's how, and that's why eventually my psychologist and psychiatrist decided that, you know what, you need to be in this place yeah. to offload, to find that reset mental button. And believe you me, I've been to different places in South Africa, outside, and but Denmark was really one of the best places for my soul, for my, for my health and for my emotions because I, not only did I grow personally, but I learned how to, to deal with life in a different way than I mm. did before simply because of what I was carrying. Yeah.
0: Absolutely inspirational And it's amazing how a devastating incident Like a a, a car accident Can actually lead you to a greater path of of self-discovery I mean, I'm listening to you And what you discovered about yourself And it certainly sounds like it was an emotional time But also a time that uh, turned your life around To somebody that's listening right now And they know that they need similar type of help But they're scared because of the time Type of stigmas that you've just mentioned what about what you know and you know what am i going to uh, say to my family uh, are they are they going to start doubting me are they are they going to think that i'm crazy how would you encourage them to go past some of those fears that are stopping them
1: here yeah, the thing is we you are the person that's that's that, that's suffering, and I mean, our was is with a severe depression episode without any psychotic symptoms. Um, it doesn't matter, even if I was to say, "Hey, guys, there are no psychotic symptoms," or there are psychotic symptoms. People will always, the minute you mention the word psychiatrist, psychiatrist or psychiatric, already you are labeled as mad. But we need to go beyond what people are all are. We have to go beyond how less knowing our society is, you know some 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 people who believe in the Bible will tell you that my people are perishing because they lack knowledge, so we cannot allow the lack of knowledge within the our personal spaces and the society at large to to make us suffer even more. My call is that call that zero eight hundred. Number 12, 14 from the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, and if you have the luxuries of a middle black class in inverted commas, your your, your medical aid—it's even easier. You know, find a psychologist, check somebody who can actually help you, because at the end of the day, that depression is going to kill you, not them. You having those suicidal thoughts with a plan or without a plan or with clear plans of how you want to execute it, it is you who's dealing with that, those money issues, that death that you, you, the death of somebody that is close to you, none of us know because all these things are not written on your face. Nobody mm-hmm. walks around with OCD, PTSD, and the many other stuff that we suffer in, mentally and emotionally. So to to, to sort of put what society says or the stigmatization of society before your own health on itself shows how less you love yourself. So I, I believe that we need to we need to overcome. We need to really. It's not an easy thing, but we need to start thinking of ourselves. We need mm. to start thinking of our well-being. And yep. once that becomes the main priority, I think then that is a good first step for you to be able to make that that call and say. I think I have a problem, and let me go see somebody who can help me. Psychologists are not for white people. Psychologists are not for rich people. Psychologists are for everyone, poor, middle class, rich. They are for everyone who's getting a certain amount of baggage that has led them to start coping we should stop this thing of wanting to cope we should leave we should stop this thing of wanting to be on survival mode when we can actually offload all this stuff and start afresh
0: i love what you're saying now let's talk about you know the work that you do with the young men a movement Mm
1: -hmm. yo now that's a big one Um,
0: (laughs) okay in a nutshell in a nutshell
1: yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and just, you know, put it together in, in a few sentences. But however, I just remember our last meeting, which was the week before last, mm-hmm. the weekend before this one, and I was talking to them about the metrics, the mothers, the, the the motherly figures in their lives, and what they appreciate more about them. Mm-hmm. And they said quite a lot of things that you you sit there and you are. You 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 become so impressed on 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 why on on what they like about about their mothers, but I remember the one incident where one of the young men says, um, "What I like more about my mom is that she grew up to teach me how to love others." Right, but because we don't we can't separate talking about the mothers and their fathers. Um, I was with a group of twenty boys, and eighteen out of eighteen of the the twenty do not have their dad yeah so one of the M's after saying that i love my mom because he taught me how to love others i paused for a second and i said but hold on what what do you mean wasn't your dad going to teach you how to love others if he was there and his response was um if my dad knew anything about love he would have started by loving me enough to be part of my life so to answer you i don't think we, he would have taught me anything about life especially love for others so i deal with a group that is broken I deal with, a deal with a group that has daily issues. I mean, I myself grew up without a father, and this mm-hmm. are, that, is, that is precisely one of the reasons why I, I started the Young Men Movement, with having more than 80 mentees in the village. But you know, we have our own struggles. We still need mentorship there and there. They're boys. They still need to eat. They still need somebody who can say, you know what, I'll take care of some of the trips that they need to take or some of the food that they need to do. But the point is to create a new generation of treasure, since my generation is fully labelled trash for all the things that we do. So I believe that in the next 10 to 20 years, we will have more responsible young men, men who understand equity, men who are feminists themselves, but more importantly, men who are progressive, who understand why we take certain steps as society to ensure that men and women share the same space. And that's what the Young Men Movement is all about.
0: Wonderful! I think that you are so inspirational, and I applaud you—you know—for speaking out and speaking up against um, the the different, I would say, myths around mental illness, and also just to encourage people to put themselves first and their mental health. Because, you know, the thing about mental health, as you indicated, nobody's written on the forehead what they are struggling with. You know, it's only when you start interacting with a person that you see—you know—there's issues of brokenness, the baggages, the post-traumatic st- stress, stress. You know, mental illness can range from mm. major depression to bipolar to dementia, you know, and, and these okay. are all um, conditions that um, can be managed and treated, some of them, you know, with the right type of mm. intervention. Uh, what are some of your social media contact points for people who would like to keep in touch with you?
1: Um, on Facebook, it's Gabelo Chavalala. On Twitter, it's at Um I'm not an Instagram person. I'll join that later in my life. But yeah, um, quickly, I'm I'm almost almost always ready to talk. And if somebody sends an inbox or wants the full story or the links to the story, because uh, luckily after going out, the reason why I actually shared my story was so that somebody might need this just as a push. And I have like a good record of about ten to twenty people that said, you know what? After reading this, I think I too want to go see a psychologist and see how I can deal with the issues that I have. And I think that was the whole point for that one person to just say, you know what, I relate to what Kavali is saying Mm. and I think I also need that help. So it's about, because I'm sharing part of that part and the fourth part of my journey on Facebook. So some people might actually enjoy reading it as I continue to tell them about being there now that I'm out, how what am I doing with being on medication, how does that altered my life and how is that going to change how I am and how people have seen significant changes personally and how I personally have also seen some changes about the people that I was that were taking so much out of me and how to put those those boundaries and I set myself in areas where I couldn't because you go through and you have you know, professional therapists who teach you on what to do. Why was this person doing this to me? And how did I allow it to get there? And you're taught on the different skills, you know, to deal with different people, conflict solving, dealing with challenges. So, um, it, it was a full good two weeks of just allowing you to know what you don't know about yourself or why you do certain things so yeah mm.
0: thank you so That's much <laughs> I'm it's so inspired pleasure. I truly am and I applaud you <laughs> Gabelo and I know that many listening today have been encouraged to take that first step to 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 contact your local counselor a therapist a psychologist it's for you it's for your good trust you me it doesn't have to be something that you're scared of it doesn't have to be um, something you are ashamed of but trust you me as you heard from gabello I'm not even going to uh spoil it. You've said everything that needed to be said. All I can add is do something for yourself. Do it for yourself. Nobody but yourself. Thank you so much, Gabi. Amen. a okay, sir <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day further. Same to you bye. Bye bye. Twenty seven minutes before five